0: Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your
1: co-host Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I am the girlfriend, Cindy. With me as always is...
0: Josh, hello, hi, me.
1: And every month we thematically watch scary movies that slowly kill me as I pass out from jump scare to jump scare.
0: You've only ever passed out once.
1: This month, we uh, are taking a little bit of a break. We have a lot of birthdays and uh, fun stuff that we do this month. So we take the month off. But it is Christmas.
0: We always do a Christmas episode. Or a Yule episode. <laughs> or, or a Saturnalia, Saturnalia episode. Or a fucking Hanukkah episode. Whatever you whatever. do, we're here for you, boo.
1: And if you do nothing, well, welcome. And uh, spend uh, the very winter nights with us. You should
0: probably do Yule. Yule's pretty dope.
1: Fair. A also, Saturnalia is
0: pretty awesome too. Both of them, Saturnalia, a lot of cross-dressing <laughs> too, a lot of upending social norms. Yes, bring it.
1: <laughs> well, what are we watching this uh, Yule, Christmas, well, whatever?
0: I wanted something that had a Christmas theme to it, obviously, that would also safely and comfortably guide us into January. All right, which is why we're here to talk about and watch. The Conjuring 2.
1: Now, we watched Conjuring 1. What month was that? What was the theme? Uh,
0: November, November.
1: Yeah, it was fairly recently. I yeah, think you're it right.
0: Because I remember being like, we'll see <laughs> the Conjuring 2 soon. <sighs> Here we go. Here we are. Um, a lot of people, mm-hmm. I know, well, at least a few people I can name off the top of my head, mm-hmm. Jeremy Moorhead, um, prefer this one to the first one.
1: Well, your dad said that as well.
0: They they think this this one is better all around and scarier. We
1: had uh, we had a real pseudo father-in-law of pseudo daughter-in-law chat about the conjuring. About movie. the conjuring and how he liked it better.
0: Uh, my mom fucking loves these movies. Like, yes, these are my mom's comfort movies. Like, I got her the box set of all of the Conjuring universe Blu-rays mm-hmm. last year for her birthday, and. She was like, now all I want for my birthday is for you to watch them all with me.
1: Oh, that's true. She didn't say that like, okay, because she's adorable. I
0: will, I will do that. But here we are with A Conjuring 2, which came out in 2016.
1: Okay, 2016. 2016.
0: What is going on? Oh, oh. It's not a great year.
1: What oh. was going on with you in
0: 2016? Do you remember? So this
1: is when Trump becomes president, right? Yep. I was working at the Y uh this right am i correct yes so this is when um i randomly had a second marriage and very abruptly uh it was very weird and awkward and silly but you know what are you gonna do you run away and elope with somebody that's what happens uh so yeah this is kind of a low point in my life my dear what about you? Uh,
0: it matches the nations. Um, that's what I mean. Like, that's
1: how I line it up. Was Trump... Had Trump just been elected president? <laughs> got it. That's I, when uh, I got a divorce.
0: I was working at the Y. Um, I had just gotten back on the non-profit horse after the um, massive concussion I got at uh, Presley Ridge. Yeah. I'll name drop you Presley I was about Ridge.
1: to say... I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was the... That uh, for legal for reasons, well. I'm not going
0: to go into details or point out who is at fault for said massive concussion
1: but just know that it was a low point for you
0: too but no well 2016 was kind of a bounce back year but
1: Mm, but this movie
0: i will say 2016 for me started bad and ended strong
1: okay um
0: not as a nation again but (laughs) for me personally uh but 2016 for the world or for the united states specifically Was uh, the Zika virus outbreak? Remember that? Yes. Thing where they're like babies are going to be born with weird heads. I do that.
1: Um, my cousin was pregnant then. It it was a very real fear for her. Mm -hmm. We really paid close attention to that. Uh, Obama. Yet another reason why that year sucked.
0: Yeah, Obama visited Cuba. Oh yeah. And we were allowed to go there for like a minute.
1: My sister went there during that time.
0: Yep. Uh, so much bad shit that year. That was the year that they shot Harambe. Yep. Dicks out.
1: Yeah, digs out Harambe. Digs out for Harambe. Yeah.
0: Um, RIP, you beautiful girl. Uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting was that year.
1: Yes. Uh, it was a rough year. It the was last not
0: good. VCR was made in Aww. Japan that year. It's just bad news all the way around. Uh, the <laughs> Rio Olympics were held for the Summer Olympics. That was the the Olympics where they're like. We don't know if you can get in the water.
1: Oh yes! Um, oh, how'd I forget? Had we forget about that? The, the water may kill the you. The water was not
0: great. Um, Rio, uh, and then Yay. obviously Trump won the presidency.
1: Yeah, yes, he did.
0: Um, so there you go. It was a uh, great big thank you, mm, electoral college. Mm, yeah, thank you, slave owning whites. Literally, at no point in
1: my giving life giving him that election has the electoral college worked? In every presidential election the, I have elect, I have been able to participate in the electoral college has failed every single time um, in both my favor and not in my favor. I can
0: I argue and say that it has not. <laughs> the electoral college has served 100% its purpose, which mm. is to upend the popular vote and install the fascist kind of white guy. Yep. Um, that that's what it was created for, and, and that's what it does. Uh, that is the purpose it serves, and it has done that mm-hmm. pretty well for the past uh, few elections. That's correct. Yep. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> but on a lighter note,
0: Merry this Christmas, movie, The Conjuring Two, uh, The Conjuring Two is rated R. Obviously, it is two hours and fourteen minutes long. Okay. Like we said, it was uh, 2016, but it was specifically June 10th of 2016. Okay. So there you go. Um, This movie is directed and co-written by James Wan, who did The Conjuring, Dead Silence, Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2, Saw, Malignant, Furious 7, and Aquaman.
1: So I'm going to assume this movie kind of follows the couple, like the... 100%. Okay.
0: We're going to get into them in a minute. Um it is also co written by Chad and Carrie Hayes. I love a Chad. Uh, who co wrote the original Conjuring. Uh, and it was as well co written by David Leslie Johnson, who, or, I'm sorry, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, oh, okay. um, who wrote Orphan and Aquaman. Oh.
1: So there you go. Fun. Uh, <laughs> Fun movie. <laughs> uh, the
0: cast of this thing. So, yes, you are 100% correct. You okay. guessed that right out of the gate. This movie stars Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren. Um, the, the Conjuring movies kind of revolve around them. Them. They're okay. the purpose of the movies. That makes sense. Um, she, you know her best from The Conjuring 1 and 3, other than this movie, as well as Orphan, Up in the Air, and Bates Motel.
1: Oh, so she kind of likes this. She's a, a scream queen, I guess.
0: Well, she, right. but she doesn't really ever scream.
1: Well, okay. I'm just saying, like, those are all but kind of in a specific she, yeah, she genre. Does,
0: she does a lot of very specific horror, where she's always, like, coolly in charge of the horror shit going on around mm, her. We need to come up with a fun um, name for that. I so, like that trope. badass bitch. Uh, <laughs> then we've got Patrick Wilson, who plays uh, Ed Warren, who's in The Conjuring, one and three, other than this. Insidious. Insidious. Like, one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hard Candy, which is a fucking crazy movie. <laughs> Watchmen. The 2004 Phantom of the Opera.
1: I love that movie. I know Sorry. I do. That's why I specifically <laughs>
0: brought it up. Uh, and then we've got, adding to the new people in this movie, mm-hmm. we've got Madison Wolf, who plays Janet Hodgson, who was in a movie called I Kill Giants, which is not about killing giants. It's like kids growing up and learning like hard life lessons. Oh, I hate okay. when they give titles that sound fucking awesome, like, I'm going to watch a D&D movie. To movies that are like coming-of-age stories. About, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. I want to watch a Wrong girl genre. kill giants for real. Sorry. I don't want to watch her grow and change. <laughs> if I did, I would watch a movie called something like Little Girl Grows and Changes. Um,
1: okay. uh, she's also
0: in Trumbo and Joy. Okay. Uh, then we've got Frances O'Connor. Who plays Peggy Hodgson, who is an AI. Remember AI?
1: I do. A the very Spielberg long movie. movie that with...
0: was supposed to be a Kubrick movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to talk about that another time.
0: Yep, 100%. Like, that was a Kubrick movie that he was working on and did a lot of the pre-production, and then he died. And Spielberg was like, what if I finished it? And he did. So there you go.
1: Very long movie. That's um, all I remember about it, really. I think
0: it suffers, slight tangent, I think it suffers by not being enough Kubrick or Spielberg. Yeah. I think if it, if it would have been hard in one direction either way, it would have been a better movie. Rather than a blending of the two. So uh, she's also in Mansfield Park. And then the last person I want to mention because she she does the horror rounds and she's kind of a big deal in some horror circles mm-hmm. is Bonnie Ahrens, who plays mm-hmm. the nun, the reason for the season, the reason we're watching this movie. Okay. um She's the bum in Mulholland Drive, which is one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my yep. entire goddamn life. <laughs> Um, and she's in it. She's one of the monsters in it.
1: Oh, so she's another one who likes these, this type of movie. Okay.
0: Um, I will say that the tagline for this movie is Mm. Enfield, London, 1977. The next true story from the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. So there you go. Um, I did forget to mention that the new words for, uh, 2016 or a ghost kitchen i'm not going to do people that died that year because it's a christmas episode i want to be having yeah, a good let's time i don't want to be like then this person died then this person died all right um but i, I sent you the I, I sent you the poster so you could take a look at it and, and give it a guess all
1: right so this is the part of podcast where josh shows me an original poster for the movie and i try to predict the meaning so i know there's a nun i know it has the uh what were their names again and, the, and uh, Warren. the Warrens. I knew it wasn't I was only thinking of Wilson. I'm gonna say this is kind of like an exorcist type thing and but it's of a nun. It's a nun cer It's a N- nun, nun a nuncer-sist 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 movie. movie. That's what I'm gonna say.
0: I think that Pray for the Devil movie was a nuncercist movie.
1: Well, that's what I think this is. You just coined a new
0: genre.
1: <laughs> Let's do this. A new subgenre uh oh, nun- is that gonna be our, one of our themes? I don't are there enough if movies could, to make that a thing? If I could drum
0: up enough movies to make non <laughs> an this month, let's do I it. Yes, um, my prediction is this movie is going to scare the ever-loving shit out of you. This movie is goddamn <laughs> terrifying. There's one scene in particular. Actually, there's two scenes in particular that are top-notch, like textbook scares, like things that 40 years from now, film schools will be like. When they get to the horror unit, they're going to be teaching kids, like, this is how you set up a scare, and this is how you fucking terrify people. <laughs> there are two of those in this movie.
1: I, did you say that Conjuring 1 would scare the ever-loving shit out yes. of me? Yes. And it did.
0: And 2 is probably scarier. Oh, fuck me. Um, I, my for birthday's those tomorrow. I'm
1: super proud that I'm watching this yeah. on my last day
0: in this year. Um, For those listening at home and and you're wondering, what are the two scares I'm talking about? I'm specifically talking about the painting scare and then the teepee scare. Um, And if you've seen this movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And those are fucking amazing. Uh, There's a lot of other scary stuff in this movie. But goddamn, those two moments are... Uh chef's kiss. Here we go.
1: Um, Where are we watching this on the so steelbook I, Blu-ray?
0: I have got a Blu-ray. Um, not a steelbook, just a regular old Blu-ray. Um it is on HBO Max if you've not canceled that service because they're jettisoning content like han and Chewy. Yeah. Uh with Spice. But hey, um watch it on HBO Max or rent it or I think it might still be on Netflix. I'm not sure, but let's anyway. Take a look. We're going to do it. We're going to watch it with your mother.
1: And my aunt.
0: And I'm um, we're all gonna enjoy you dying.
1: Alright. <laughs> Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. This is my home. Get out now. No, this is not your house. Now, what's your name? My name is Bill Wilkins, and I'm seventy-two years old. What do you make of that, voice? Sounds confused. You see now? The voice on this tape is coming from an 11-year-old girl. They're calling it England's Amityville. There is a family that desperately needs our help. After everything we've seen, there isn't much that rattles either of us anymore. But this one, this one still haunts me. Does it feel like the voice is coming from inside you? More like it's coming from behind me. Like I'm being used. Janet, are you alright? Stop Stop calling calling me me Janet. Janet. She's such a good girl, what's there wrong with her? An oppressing spirit will try to force you to commit the ultimate sin. And what's that? Murder, suicide, or both.
0: Sensing a presence? I'm not sensing anything.
1: All I can sense is their own fear. Ah! Help
0: me! Honey, you're bleeding. What is happening?
1: I had a premonition of your death. Who's that? The family's just a pawn. Something inhuman wants to kill you. If we keep doing this... You're going to die. Hey, everybody. We just watched The Conjuring 2, kind of. Uh, what did everybody think? Part 2. Kind of.
0: Hotshots part 2. I'm not two. going to
1: say that I saw all of it because I was hidden behind my hands for quite a few, quite, quite a bit of it. Quite a bit. This movie did. So I don't want to lie and say I saw all of point it.
0: Point of scare the shit out of you. Yes, it did. Uh, I have to apologize right out of the gates. Why? I'm very tired. Yeah. I'm like the kind of tired where you feel like you're hungover, but I have not drank anything. Same. I'm Same. Just exhausted. I'm worried that holidays. I'm coming down with
1: something uh, because I'm so oddly tired. So the Conjuring Part d was about... Well, it kind of, it wasn't about the nun because it turned out that the nun was just the demon manifest, no, yeah, manifesting as her spiritual, like she kind of says it at the end. I
0: really enjoy watching you try to explain this.
1: So basically what was happening was there was, you know, it was the British Amityville. So it is a house that is um, inhabited by a demon named, not Vidal, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, Gorvadal. Gorvadal is haunting. Anyway, there's uh, house a demon, in right?
1: And the demon wants to kill this Valak. family, Valak. And the the demon wants to kill the family, and the spirit of the person who lived there before is trying to keep the demon out. And so there's all these layers of who's the bad guy and who's not the bad guy. Um, but it, it's Valak, and you know, as we all know, you say his name backwards, he's sent back to hell. So true. that's exactly what happened. I- you just have to say the name <laughs> and uh, send them back to hell, and they're all good again, or are they? And this uh, movie scared the hell out of me. Yeah.
0: What's up? It would. <laughs> it wouldn't be the proper send off to the year without a rambling, rambling. Cindy description. Okay, of Okay, well then fine. What is?
1: Uh, um, we don't tune in to hear how I, how well I remember these. It was I, terrifying. IMDb
0: has Ed and Lorraine Warren traveled to North London to help a single mother raising four children alone All Oh, that in the house, is unnecessary information. By a supernatural spirit. Here's what I'll tell you okay. if you didn't watch this movie weirdly and then you couldn't suss out what this movie is about from Cindy's description, mm-hmm. um, this movie is about a demon. Ed and Lorraine Warren um, are at the Amityville Haunting, right. the famous that there's been a thousand movies about. Right. You know, the Am- from the Amityville Horror all the way down to, like, the clock from the Amityville horror, mm-hmm. You know, all the Amityville sequels. And in a nutshell, this movie goes from Amityville, where she goes, she sees, like, the murders being done by the guy who's supposed to look like James Brolin. Yeah, but doesn't. <laughs> but does it because it's, you know. Yeah. In my head, it's always James Brolin for the win. Because that's the um, original. Yeah. And, and Margot Kidder. And then... She sees the nun, uh, hashtag Valak, in the basement. Right. And she's like, what do you want? And she points towards Ed Warren. Ed Warren. Oh, no. And then. Her her hubby with the Months later, there's, like, hauntings occurring in North London. And there's little smoking British kids with bad teeth.
1: Uh Honestly,
0: you know who now, after watching the movie and, like, Lear- like learning about it a little bit you mm-hmm. know is the best actor in that movie
1: the janet the little yeah, girl she's yeah. american oh really she had a she did a great job she's not accent. british at
0: all she was from new orleans
1: she did an, an an accent because it's it wasn't too much of an accent it was yeah. just kind of there
0: she like i would never have guessed in a minute wow that's really cool that she wasn't british because she, she won the British too well as, as, as the calling card of all british people <laughs> Do you want to um, know why? By the way,
1: why British teeth are so bad? Um, a, they're, a, they're a weak. They don't really like dentistry isn't a race of people, but um, they they have a, a free market dentistry, like the national health service doesn't really. You know what I mean? Like when they have free health care nationally, so you get your dentist and things like that through work which is like America, which is why they're so shitty because it's expensive and it's easy to opt out of, you know, save some money. Uh,
0: As we know uh, from living in America,
1: bones are,
0: or sorry, bones, teeth are rich people bones that you can only afford if you have a good job. Yep. Um, Dental work is fucking insane. So anyway... This demon has basically moved into this house, house mm-hmm. that seems like it's in a housing project,
1: well, in Britain, like their their housing is different than ours. most it's low especially housing, well. especially London. yeah,, yeah, it's low but they're like, housing. you know, townhouses, yeah. there are very um, few standalone houses in the. Uh, the the bigger parts of yeah, and, and
0: what we what we are led to believe through the majority of the movie is there's Bill Wilkins who's mm-hmm. this old man who died in the chair, and he is tormenting the family. Right, uh, he appears as a crooked man. He does all these things, um, scares the shit out of the kids, throws things are, like there's temper tantrums, but and does spoiler a really alert. Cool TP scares, mm. all that stuff. But
1: spoiler alert: he's trying to scare them to get them to leave. Because the demon wants to kill them.
0: Is that what you got out of that? That's
1: what I got out of it. He was just like, "Ah, I'm trying to protect him. I'm trying to get him out of there.
0: I got from that, from the description Mm -hmm. was, he had come to, like he had died and he was like, I want to see my family. And then Valak just trapped him and was like, okay, okay. I'm just going to use you essentially like a mask. See,
1: I didn't because he said, I think I want to leave. And she said, then why don't you? And he said, because he wants to kill her and I'm doing everything I can, but... He will. He'll be successful. That's why I took it as, yeah, like, he doesn't want to still be there. His family
0: isn't there anymore. See, he says he can't leave. He's trapped there. Oh, okay. Well. So Valak's just like, nope, I need you here to wear a mask. So people can be like, oh, so while they're focused on Bill Wilkins. Right. Then Valak can basically shut down Lorraine's ability to see. And then it's all a long con to get them to think that, like, oh, this isn't actually a haunting. Yeah, this little girl's faking and then it. And will leave, and then Valak can then just have the little girl murder the family willy-nilly. Just like in Amityville. Amityville. Correct. So. A la. Anywho. So there you go. Uh, but essentially, it turns into a standoff between, they figure out in a scene where uh, Ed drops... Two reel to reel tapes, yes, and they are talk- unroll over top of each other. And he has an aha, like Sherlock Holmes moment, of it, by God, <laughs> I help me sit these reel to reel players like up. one. If it, I figured this out, this is going to be crazy.
1: So, but basically, what happens is they record two conversations with the spirit, and neither of them make any sense because it's like every other word is missing. But then when you play both conversations over each other it's one complete statement if yep. that makes sense it's
0: super crazy how they magically got that tape to line up
1: yeah and how they you know had two reel-to-reels definitely as as they just travel but you know whatever but through the magic of also convenient
0: that she brought the bible that had the name written
1: in it, i was thinking that too i was like that's not the bible like you would put that away and be like oh shit i just destroyed this so
0: bible. when valak appears in honestly one of the best sequences in a horror film mm. like a big budget horror film in the last probably decade. Talking about the painting? Yeah, the painting where <sighs> she like runs across the room holding the painting. It's so Screaming. fucking good. I screamed. Um so fucking good. But screamed. it's all in Lorraine's mind and then while that's happening, she's literally like pencil shredding a bible. Um writing like Valak um, in it and some other stuff yeah. Spirit writing kind of a thing. Yeah. And um, then she
1: realizes that the what she'd been writing was actually the name and so she needs to read it and piece it together She
0: has been there's a whole subplot about basically there's two stories going on until they intersect which is the family having horrible shit happen to them and i will say that if there's a downside to this movie all of the best scares are front loaded
1: like once
0: the warrens show up it gets less scary like I They're, think yeah. the front half of The Conjuring 2 Oof. is the scariest of all the Conjuring films. It's such indigestion but the I, whole time. But I think it's an uneven movie for scares. Yeah, I think I I, the yeah. first Conjuring is a little more like spread out. The the scares build. Yeah, so I So the what you're ending saying. is like the high point of like the scares. Yep. Uh, the Conjuring 2 agree with that. all the scary shit happens in the first hour, hour and a half.
1: I would agree with that because I, like, remember the back half a lot more than the front because I wasn't hidden behind my like, hands. once the, the Crooked Man shit shows up, like, you weren't scared mm. of that
0: as much. Yeah. Like, you were scared of, like, the TV stuff, which I knew you would be because <laughs> you don't see anything. It's all in your don't head. like it. All the stuff with, like, you know, where she puts the, she shuts the door and puts the chair oh, on, and then the I chair like just immediately, all. like, moves. That's in the beginning, like, not the beginning, but towards in, the in front the, half right. of the movie. All of the best scares
1: happen at the front happen, half of the movie.
0: Before the last hour of the movie even begins, right? Uh, Agreed. So that's it's that's a little weird because the ending with like okay, the show really Backtrack. They, I did say that this there's like two subplots. So there's the plot of the family having all this scary shit happen to them, mm-hmm. like
1: oh this is like, and then there's the and then the Lawrence. Warrens
0: go ahead. dealing with the fallout of Amity and then being like, oh, Lorraine being like oh if we go. Something's going to kill Ed.
1: Yeah, she keeps having these visions of Ed dying.
0: And then he paints a picture of the nun. Which is valid. in her nightmares. Um, and then she's like, oh, we've both seen it. Uh. Uh, and then they go and...
1: <laughs> oh, we've both seen it. Uh.
0: I don't... Like here... Okay. It, let me finish with the description before we get into what I like. What I don't okay. like about these movies. I keep wanting to jump ahead of myself. Um, and then the Warrens go at the behest of the Catholic Church, which is hilarious to me. Mm. And then... They fight. Well, they get there. They do a whole thing. They're like, is it real? Is it not real? And then there's footage of the little girl, Janet, like destroying the kitchen. They're like, oh, it's a hoax. She's obviously and faking it. Right? That's when they go to leave and they do the whole thing with like the real, real tapes. And they're like, oh, no, it's it's real. And oh, they figure it out and they go back and they have a standoff where essentially it ends with Lorraine having to use Valak's name to cast the nun back to hell and then she saves her husband and everyone has a happy ending and there you go um i think the strong point of these movies is the relationship between ed and lorraine yes i think the actors are really good i would agree um Mm -hmm. if (laughs) you do you not agree gentle listeners uh, if you have listened to our Insidious episodes, <laughs> you know that I prefer the Insidious movies Insidious. to yes, the Conjuring movies. Because the Conjuring movies fall into something, um, I guess it's like a trope that we're going to have to address a lot more as this, as January gets here. Okay. Um, it's the idea of like, the only thing that can stop evil is Catholicism <laughs> and like organized religion. Uh, and that's why I like the the Insidious movies because there's not a whiff of like the Catholic Church or in it's being just, involved. It, it's just like a nice lady who can talk to dead people who comes in to, and they're yeah. more they're more poltergeisty, right? Like gotcha. the poltergeist movies don't revolve around like the Catholic Church coming in and being like, oh, there's a demon, we gotta fight this shit. <laughs> like there's a demon in Insidious, but like the Catholic Church doesn't come in to be like. Hey, motherfuckers. We're,
1: can you investigate and let the, us know if we need to do we're anything? are the good
0: guys. Because like, they're not. I've seen Spotlight. I know you're not the good guys. Yeah. like Agreed. The idea of, like, these movies, I don't know. So The Exorcist and The Conjurings, and I think we talked yeah. about the, this with The Conjuring a little bit. They feel a little more conservative because they lean towards the idea of, classic like family bonding and mm-hmm. sunday school and catholicism and established religion is what will save us correct like his rosary and all that like the insidious movies are a little more progressive because it's like oh the love of your family it's the same with poltergeist like poltergeist there's i don't think they ever even mention religion there's like oh the bad guy can't fuck with you because you all love each other yes like they left religion totally out of it but with these movies, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter how much you love each other. Like, you guys are a family. You're all, like, all bonded together. But, like, this thing doesn't give a fuck. It cares about crucifixes, though.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, how, that's how I get calm during scary movies is to identify all the, wait, that's a trope. That's not real. Because if they're basing everything on Catholicism, like in The Omen and whatnot, you heard my story. An upside Down Cross is actually a very, very Catholic symbol. It's not a, it's not a sign of evil. The Pope sits under an upside down cross because in the You know what I mean? Okay. In the Bible, uh James, who Jesus says upon him he'll I'll build my church, uh, James is captured by the Romans and killed because he's spreading Christ's message and so they want to crucify him and he says, I can't be crucified. Peter? Yes, Peter, thank you. Saint Peter. Um and he says, you know, it was I was like Peter James, I can no, think of as King Peter, James. Peter. Uh I can't You know, I can't die. I'm not worthy to die the way Jesus died. And so they bury him. They crucify him on an upside down cross. And that's the that's essentially his martyrdom to for Christianity. He's considered the first pope. So like the big pope papal cathedral and all that, like the little throne that he sits on has an upside down cross all over it because it's the throne of St. Peter. And yeah, (laughs) there you go. Yeah,
0: I get that you're making a movie that's purported to be based on a true story and because it's based on a true story and i can't see the air quotes i'm doing when i say true story <laughs> he is i'm doing air quotes true story um they i guess they had to put in the thing of like what ed and lorraine warren said they did and right. also like what they said their positions were like i think we talked about the the first conjuring when we did that like Ed said he was the only person that wasn't a priest that was allowed oh, to do exorcisms by yes, the Catholic Church. Yes, which,
1: yes, yes. How could I forget uh, that? Uh, oh, bullshit, but... Call bullshit on that. But what, whatever.
0: Yeah. Also, like, it's amazing to me how drastically um, the need to do exorcisms fell once we discovered, like, what mental illness and, like, even epilepsy. What epilepsy is, yeah. Like, oh, they're not... They're convulsing because they have, an like, a medical issue. It's not... Demons in their blood or what the fuck ever yep. so that's my biggest hang up on movies like this is because of the very nature of the fact that they have to lean on established things like the catholic church mm-hmm. it feels more conservative and less like new age cool yeah like the like the poltergeist films or the insidious movies where it's just like oh we have like and like, us to the, the love in, of our family. Yeah, the Insidious and... movies, just like the Poltergeist movies, aren't bound to a story right. that existed before, air quotes for story, <laughs> that existed before the movie. Like, Poltergeist was just like, hey, I have an idea for a movie. It's going to be fucking awesome. And I it was. Because I love that movie. I love all three of those movies. Fuck it. He does. Um, and then the same with the Insidious movies. It's like, the structure makes more sense. Yeah. For, like, a movie than, like, The Conjurings do because... They're not bound by, like, what someone's saying, then this happened, then that happened, then this happened, then that happened. Um, But I will say, I cannot not mention this. (laughs) I
1: cannot not. Okay. Yeah, Uh,
0: Double negative time. The production design team deserves, like, all the credit in the world on these movies. Yes. Because they matched the rooms and everything to a T. Like, you see the pictures? Yeah. Like... They had a fucking David Soul picture
1: during the credits. They show the pictures of the actual um, family and mm-hmm. you know the actual Warrens and what they did and the did because everything kind of rests on these. They need proof for the Catholic yeah. Church.
0: And it's the same for the costuming department. Apparently, the beginning of the movie, the outfit that Lorraine is wearing. At Amityville. Oh, I saw that. It's the exact outfit same outfit. Yeah. Like, like the exact outfit. They recreated everything for her. I think they probably
1: do that to, you know what I mean? Because it le- leads credence to, oh, this is a true story. Like they got it down even to the the yeah. outfits. I mean, it's a wearing. nice little touch.
0: But right. also, like, those are craftsmen. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Like There's an art. Costuming people and production designers. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Do a lot that's of legwork. Like, like it's for crazy. like crazy
1: that they the person in charge of the costume department there spent months looking up and looking at those pictures and identifying fabrics and double checking and the fact checking oh, yeah for something like that is in making something for like 10 seconds or finding like multiple
0: yeah. cloth i mean
1: for and it, it's crazy yeah like it, it, for a dress that's only in it for about two the minutes. first two minutes and it who knows how much got cut on the, you know, ended up on the cutting room floor, <laughs> beautiful costuming that just kind of, eh, didn't need, wasn't needed.
0: Yeah. So in, in retrospect, my thoughts on it are, on the Conjuring 2 are this, uh, really scary, really good, uneven though. Yeah. All the best scares are in the front half of the movie. Um, f- production design, incredible, costuming, incredible, um, plots a little conservative for me. Yeah. Um, and it's going to, like I said, January is going gonna, gonna to get a scooch, a, a, just a little bit worse.
1: What, uh, so what are we going to be doing in January? It's going to be a January. Surprise. Okay.
0: Definitely going to be something in there that I'm going to, mm-hmm. there, I will say this, there's going to be a movie that we're going to watch in January. That I'm going to hate? That I'm going to have feelings about that are going to be counterintuitive um, to what a lot of people feel about a genre classic.
1: Okay. Um, that
0: I don't have the same feelings about a classic so there you go all right um i will say i did pick out a couple pieces of trivia for you let me hear so you know this is
1: kind of based on a true story kind of
0: yeah in air quotes yeah so james wan was apparently offered what he called a life altering amount of money to direct the fate of the furious and he turned it down he did this um, saying he felt rejuvenated to tell a scary story one more time. Okay. Um. Wow. That. Yeah. Because his movies make bank. And then he made *Malignant*, which *Malignant* uh, really split the audience. Okay. If if he, he would have gone out of the country too, would have been a lot of real goodwill <laughs> to end doing it horror films with. But okay. *Malignant* was uh, still in the cards apparently. So <laughs> apparently. Um, during the promotion of the film, Vera Formiga still had a swollen lymph node in her throat. Oh. Because she would have to do sometimes 40 to 50 takes Screams. of scenes where she was screaming. Yeah. Or yelling. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, I didn't even think
1: about that. Because she does do a lot of screaming. Yep. And a lot a of yelling. Lot. A lot
0: of yelling, Ed. Ed. Yeah. There's a lot of... I will say, okay, we mentioned that their mm-hmm. dynamic is great because their dynamic is great. Yes. But there is the really cute thing where they both t- tell different stories about like, you know, I had this thing and no one believed me. And then I Until finally met I someone that did. Yeah. Well, then what'd you do? Oh, I married him. And yeah, then they both, kind they of both have... tell the same story, but like from different perspectives. It's, it's adorable. It's kind of adorable. Yeah. Um, I like it. I also enjoy the fact that like Patrick Wilson sang that Elvis song because he's like, <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the front half of the podcast, he was in Phantom of the Opera. He can actually sing. Yes, he's he can. very good. And yeah, he um, was very nice. It's weird that he's just like a horror guy now, but motherfucker can sing.
1: <laughs> well, and what's interesting is um, mom and my aunt. Where they both said they're like, oh yeah, that looks. like, I mean, it looked like the '70s, and it would make sense that uh, he was singing Elvis Presley because that was if you were a Presley fan, you grew out your sideburns, um, like that. That was the look, and so when he started, it was like, oh, that checks. Like it, yeah. it was a very smooth transition. So they were accurate on that. Like we were uh, saying before, <laughs> setting, costuming, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right on. Uh,
0: when they built the sets, they had the original, the, the living members of the Hodgson family come down because they shot it in England. Mm-hmm. And they all were like, oh, my God, it's our house. Like, it's the Aww. house we grew up in. Um, and then I know Francis O'Connor, who played the mom, didn't want to meet any of them. because Was she? Because she's like, it'll fuck up my performance. Like, okay, I can't meet them. I'll meet them afterwards. Yeah,
1: everybody has their own process. That's fine. Okay. So,
0: um the nun scenes, right?
1: Yeah, I asked you who played the nun. So it's,
0: it's Bonnie Aaron's. We okay. talked about her in the front half. Yes. She's been she does a lot of like under makeup work. And he's me, you need like a the past few years when you're like, I need a female lady or a female lady, I need a female <laughs> to play a fucking monster under makeup. You usually get Bonnie Aaron. That's that's so, her MO
1: modus operandi. Yeah.
0: But all of the nun scenes mm-hmm were um were actually reshoots because they had, had a, a different monster originally okay and they it ended... wasn't a nun no actually was, was it
1: christelia and they had to digitally put somebody over it yeah
0: it was christelia he kept sneaking off at lunch to like well i'm not gonna say anything mm, get thank sued. you um <laughs> allegedly yeah uh allegedly So I'm going to text you, because we're sitting at opposite ends of a table right now. I'm going to text you a picture. Um, It's a side-by-side of the nun and then the original creature. And they shot some stuff with the original creature. And they're like, it's cool, but, like, it doesn't quite work for what we needed to. So they ended up going a different route. I'm
1: waiting. So,
0: yeah, all of the Valak stuff was reshot from the original, like, significantly larger than a human being monster. And then they were like, oh, let's reshoot with, like, an an actor playing, like, the nun. And then they decided that the nun would be... Okay, I'm
1: waiting for the text messy.
0: An abomination of, <laughs>
1: um,
0: Christ- of uh, Catholicism.
1: All right, so we've got... Oh, damn! Okay. You can
0: kind of see it a little bit, like, once... She casts Balak out and Balak starts to like... They have the same mouth. ...disappear back into that void to go back to hell. Like, you can see the outline of this monster for like a minute. Like, they didn't want to totally get rid of it.
1: I hate that somebody had to sit through all that makeup and then they ended up not doing... not using any of it. Well, except for... Damn.
0: Well, okay. Holy shit. Yeah. Isn't that fucking wild, though? Like, which one do you like more? One or two? Or the no, monsters. Like, which of the Valix do you like more?
1: Mm, the Nun is creepier just because it kind of plays on a fear
0: that some people, you know, really have. Um, I mean, it was such an effective mm-hmm. monster that. Oh, I know people have done that, got that for Halloween. The Nun got its own spinoff movie. Oh, what was that one called? The Nun. <laughs> it's one of the conjuring but sp- Like there's Annabelle, uh, uh, the second Annabelle, I think Annabelle Creation or something like that and then there's the nun there's like a whole spin-off universe for these movies. Oh man. And the nun is getting a sequel to her spin-off film. Like you can't stop Valak. You can't stop the nun. Yeah. Uh everyone loves the nun.
1: So yeah. I I I think the nun was a good choice. Uh yeah. Damn. It it's just like I said, I feel bad because somebody put a lot of work into that costume and sitting for it and then I was like, "Nah, let's just do this."
0: There's none. Did you like this movie? Yes. It was scary. Um. (laughs) Uh, Watching it with you, I (laughs) want to disagree with you.
1: That I didn't like it? (laughs) Exactly. I just, it made me uncomfortable.
0: You you did a thing where you got scared and then you got mad that you were scared? You're like, stupid movie. Eat ice cream now, stupid movie. Yep. Um, Yep. What do you think the best scare was? The TP one was pretty good. With like the little fire engine the fire
1: tri- yeah that little truck thing yeah still think it's the painting yeah the painting was pretty good too um just because i wasn't like i you had told me like hey the painting there's going to be something but it was so unique in what what happened and like the shadow and i think okay
0: for me i think the two like every time i see them i'm just like god damn that's like actually there's three there's three scares in this movie that i'm like every time i see them, i'm like, god damn, it's the, the, the teepee, the whole set of uh, The TP's attention built those. up. But also, like, the Crooked Man thing. Mm-hmm. I know some people like that, where it's the dog and then it turns into the Crooked Man. That's a whole thing. That was pretty cool, yeah. But, like, for me, I think the best scare and the latter part of the movie is when Ed's in the house alone and he's upstairs and the Crooked Man. Goes into the wall and then the wall rips and then he comes out of the closet at the far end of the hallway and starts running. Oh yeah. That I'm was like, a good one. That's fucking good. That's fucking good. Yeah. That's a good fucking scare. <laughs> Every time I see it, it doesn't okay. It doesn't scare me when I see it. Every time I see it I'm like, damn, that was good. It was just like, it was damn. like a good setup. It was terrifying. I tip my hat to you, James. <sighs> it's a okay. pretty solid all around movie. I still like the first one a little bit more.
1: Okay. I know that your dad and mom prefer the second one to the first. I think they just think it's scarier. I think the
0: first half of The Conjuring 2 is the best Conjuring movie, period, of all the Conjuring Universe movies. Okay. But to me, I think a horror film, it should build and then the scariest shit be at the end of the movie. Right.
1: So this one, like you said, was a little top heavy for you.
0: It feels like it peaks in scare-wise in the middle of the movie. And I still enjoy it. I still enjoy being around yeah. the characters. Like, around, know, like, even the kids are not annoying. Um, Ed and Lorraine are great. But, like, I don't know. To me, just, like, the ending of the movie doesn't feel as scary as the middle point of right. the movie. So I that's get why that. I think I like the first film just a smidge more.
1: I think that's why I like the second one. Because it was like, okay. It's th- over. They're here. I can put my hands down. Everything's going
0: to be okay. Um, would you watch this with your children? No. Nope. Your no. oldest has seen this movie. Yep. Nope, not the little one. Your oldest prefers, uh, I'm, are you ready to piss off everyone? In, he prefers like three? Yeah, he's like, the third one's the best one. Because oh. I'm a teenager and I have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> like the okay, one that okay. everyone considers to be universally the worst of the three films is the one he's like, it's the best. Oh, okay, well. Because it's the third one. It's got to be the best. <laughs> like, okay, uh, it's your opinion, then. that's man. what you want, dear. I'm okay. not going to tell your opinion's wrong. But it's wrong. But it's... <laughs> Sketchy all right at best
1: bro. well we're gonna get off of here and go enjoy the cold that is uh this winter weekend but from all of us here in wild wonderful west virginia to all of you out there wherever you are
0: probably also west virginia
1: probably also in west virginia but not
0: maybe not fuck it
1: i do have family other places uh happy holidays stay warm
0: Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Saturnalia and Yule Joyous Kwanzaa and,
1: and Happy Hanukkah.
0: Um I will say, you know what? I'm gonna end this podcast by telling telling you the same holiday message I give you every year. All right, darling. Which is Yes. One, we love you. And two, it's Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. You do not have to be around family that you do not like and That's do right. not make you feel good. That's right. Fuck it life's like,
1: too short to be around people you don't feel that don't make you feel good
0: or who actively go out of their way to like cut you down or make you feel bad about yourself yep. or won't you be the person that you want to be it's not worth it like you don't have to accept family who don't accept you
1: that's right we'll so, be your family and we accept you just as you are
0: on that note happy new year love I, your good family fuck your shitty family
1: bye see you in the new year <laughs>